Section 16 of Hawaiian Legends of Ghosts and Ghost Gods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Cairns, Chicago, Illinois. Hawaiian Legends of Ghosts and Ghost Gods by William Drake Westervelt. Section 16. Kao Mele Mele, The Maid of the Golden Cloud. Part 2. One morning, Paliula, in her home above Hilo, awoke from a dream, in which she saw Poliahu and the chief living together. So she told Waka, asking if the dream were true. Waka, by her magic power, looked over the island and saw the three young men living with the three maidens of the snow mantle. She called with a penetrating voice for the chief to return to his own home. She went in the form of a great bird and brought him back. But Poliahu followed, met the chief secretly, and took him up to Mauna Kea again, covering the mountain with snow so that Waka could not go to find them. Waka and the bird friends of Paliula could not reach the mountain top because of the cold. Waka went to Waolani and told Anuenue about Paliula's trouble. Anuenue was afraid that Kane and Kanaloa might hear that the chief had forsaken his sister and was much troubled. So she asked Waka to go with her to see Moo Inanea at Ke Alohailane. But the gods, Kane and Kanaloa, could not be deceived. They understood that there was trouble and came to meet them. Kane told Waka to return and tell the girl to be patient. The chief, should be punished for deserting her. Waka returned and found that Paliula had gone away wandering in the forest, picking lehua flowers on the way up toward the Lua Pele, the volcano pit of Pele. Waka returned and found that Paliula had gone away wandering in the forest, picking lehua flowers on the way up toward Lua Pele, the volcano pit of Pele, the goddess of fire. There she had found a beautiful girl and took her as an Aikane, friend, to journey around Hawaii. They traveled by way of the districts of Puna, Kau, and Kona to Waipio, where she saw a fine-looking man standing above a precipice over which leaped the wonderful mist falls of Hi'ilawe. This young chief married the beautiful girl of Paliula. Poliahu, by her kupua power, recognized Paliula and told the chief that she saw her with a new husband. Paliula went on to her old home and rested many days. Waka then took her from island to island until they were near Oahu. When they came to the beach, Paliula leaped ashore and went up to Manoa Valley. There, she rushed into the forest and climbed the ridges and precipices. She wandered through the rough places, her clothes torn and ragged. Kane and Kanaloa saw her sitting on the mountainside. Kane sent servants to find her and bring her to live with them at Waolani. When she came to the home of the gods in the Nu'uanu Valley, she thought longingly of her husband and sang this melee. Lo, at Waolani is my lay of the blood-red rain, the lay of the misty rain gathered and put together. 
put together in the thought with tears spoiled is the body of by love dear in the eyes of the lover my brother the firstborn return oh return my brother paliula chanting this turned away from waolani to waianae and dwelt for a time with the chiefess kalina while paliula was living with the people of the cold winds of waianae she wore lays of mokahana berries and fragrant grass and was greatly loved by the family she went up the mountain to a great gulch she lay down to sleep but heard a sweet voice saying you cannot sleep on the edge of that gulch she was frequently awakened by that voice she went on up the mountain ridges above waianae at night when she rested she heard the voices again and again this was the voice of hiilanei who was teaching the hula dance to the girls of waianae paliula wanted to see the one who had such a sweet voice so went along the pali and came to a hula house but the house was closed tight and she could not look in she sat down outside soon hiilanei opened the door and saw paliula and asked her to come in it was the first time paliula had seen this kind of dancing her delight in the dance took control of her mind, and she forgot her husband and took Hiilani Wai as her ikane, dwelling with her for a time. One day they went out into the forest. Kane had sent the dancing trees from Waolani to meet them. While in the forest they heard the trees singing and dancing like human beings, Hiilani Wai called this a very wonderful thing. Paliula told her that she had seen the trees do this before. The trees made her glad. They went down to the seaside and visited some days. Paliula desired a boat to go to the island of Kauai. The people told them of the dangerous waters, but the girls were stubborn. So they were given a very small boat. Hiilani Wai was steering, and Paliula was paddling and bailing out the water. The anger of the seas did not arise. On the way, Paliula fell asleep, but the boat swiftly crossed the channel. Their boat was covered with all the colors of the rainbow. Some women on the land at last saw them and beckoned with their hands for them to come ashore. Maluaka, shadow of peace, was the most beautiful of all the women on Kauai. She was kind and hospitable and took them to her house. The people came to see these wonderful strangers. Paliula told Maluaka her story. She rested with the Kauai girls, then went with Maluaka over the island and learned the dances of Kauai, becoming noted throughout the island for her wonderful grace and skill, dancing like the wind, feet not touching the ground, her songs and the sound of the whirling dance were lifted by the winds and carried into the dreams of Kaomelemele. Meanwhile, Kaomelemele was living with her cloud watchman and Mo'o Inanea at Ke'alohilane. She began to have dreams, hearing a sweet voice singing and seeing a glorious woman dancing, while winds were whispering in the forests. 
For five nights she heard the song and the sound of the dance. Then she told Mo'o and Inia, who explained her dream, saying, That is the voice of Paliula, your sister, who is dancing and singing near the steep places of Kauai. Her brother husband has forsaken her, and she has had much trouble. He is living in Poliahu on Hawaii. When Ka'o Mele Mele heard this, she thought she would go and live with her sister. Mo'o Inanea approved of the thought and gave her all kinds of kapua power. She told her to go and see the god Kane, who would tell her what to do. At last she started on her journey. With her watching clouds she went to see Hina and Olopana and Ku and Hi'ile. She saw Kaumailiula, twilight resting in the sky, who was very beautiful, like the deep red flowers of the ohia, in the shadows of the leaves of the tree. She determined to come back and marry him after her journey to Oahu. When she left Kuaihelane with her followers, she flew like a bird over the waves of the sea. Soon she passed Ni'ihau and came to Kauai, to the place where Paliula was dancing, and, as a cloud with her cloud friends, spied out the land. The soft mists of her native land were scattered over the people by these clouds above them. Paliula was reminded of her birthland and the loved people of her home. Kaomelemele saw the beauty of the dance and understood the love expressed in the chant. She flew away from Kauai, crossed the channel, came to Waolane, met Kane and Kanaloa, and told them she had come to learn from them what was the right thing to do for the sister and the husband who had deserted her. Kane suggested a visit to Hawaii to see Paliula and the chief, so she flew over the islands to Hawaii. Then she went up the mountain with the Alpiikai, a cloud rising from the sea and climbing the mountain, until she saw Paliahu and her beautiful sisters. Paliahu looked down the mountainside and saw a woman coming, but she looked again and the woman had disappeared. In a little while, a golden cloud rested on the summit of the mountain. It was the maid in her cloud body, watching her brother and the girl of the white mountains. For more than twenty days, she remained in that place. Then she returned to Waolani on Oahu. Kaomelemele determined to learn the hulas and the accompanying songs. Kane told her she ought to learn these things. There was a fine field for dancing at the foot of the mountain near Waolani, and Kane had planted a large kukui tree by its side to give it shade. Kane and her sister Anuanue went to this field and sat down in their place. The daughters of Nu'uanupali were there. Kane sent Ka'o Mele Mele after the dancing goddess Kapkapo, who lived at Mauna Loa. She was the sister of the poison gods and knew the art of sorcery. Ka'o Mele Mele took gifts, went to Kapo, made offerings, and thus for the first time secured a goddess for the hula. Kapo taught Ka'o Mele Mele the chants and the movements of the different hulas until she was very skillful. She flew over the seas to Oahu and showed the gods her skill. Then she went to Kauai, danced on the surf and in the clouds and above the forests and in the whirlwinds. Each night she went to one of the other islands, danced in the skies 
and over the waters and returned home. At last, she went to Hawaii to Mauna Kea, where she saw Kahanai, her brother. She persuaded him to leave the maiden of the snow mantle and return to Waolani. Paliula and her friends had returned to the home with Waka, where she taught the leaves of clinging vines and the flowers and leaves on the tender swinging branches of the forest trees new motions in their dances with many kinds of winds. One day, Kahanai saw signs among the stars and in the clouds which made him anxious to travel, so he asked Kane for a canoe. Kane called the Iipa and the Menehune people and told them to make canoes and carry Kahanai to his parents. These boats were made in the forests of Waolane. When the Menehunes finished their boat, they carried it down to Nuuanu Valley to Pu'unui. There they rested, and many of the little folk came to help, taking the canoe down, step by step, to the mouth of the Nuuanu stream, where they had the aid of the river to the ocean. The Menehunes left the boat floating in the water and went back to Waolane. Of the fairy people it was said, No task is difficult. It is the work of one hand. On the way down to Nuuanu Valley, the Menehunes came to Kaopua'a, Storm Cloud. They heard the shouting of the people and hurried along until they met the Namunawa people. The Iipas, carrying a boat, pushed it down, where they told the Iipas that the chief had already started on his journey with double canoes. The Iipas left their boat there to slowly decay, but it is said that it lasted many centuries. The people who made this boat were the second class of the little people living at Waolane, having the characters of human beings, yet having also the power of the fairy people. These were the men of the time of Kane and the gods. Kahanai and his friends were in their boat when a strong wind swept down Nuuanu, carrying the dry leaves of the mountains and sweeping them into the sea. The waves were white as the boat was blown out into the ocean. Kahanai steered by magic power, and the boat, like lightning, swept away from the islands to the homes of Ku and Hina. The strong wind and the swift current were with the boat, and the voyage was through the waves like swift lightning flashing through clouds. Ku and Hi'ile saw the boat coming. Its signs were in the heavens. Ku came and asked the travelers, What boat is this, and from what place has it come? Kahanai said, This boat has come from Waolani the home of the gods Kane and Kanaloa, and of Kaomele Mele. Then Ku asked, Whose child are you? He replied, The son of Ku and Hina. How many other children in your family? He said, There are three of us. I am the boy, and there are two sisters, Paliula and Kaomele Mele. I have been sent by Kaomele Mele to get Kaumailiula and Kaalane Iki Pokii to go to Oahu. Ku and his wife agreed to the call of the messenger for their boy, Kaumailiula. When Kahanai saw him, 
he knew that there was no other one so fine as this young man who quickly consented to go to oahu with the servants ku called for some beautiful red boats with red sails red paddles everything red four good boatmen were provided for each boat men who came from the land of ulu nui the land of the yellow sea and the black sea of kane and obeyed the call of mo'o and inia they had kupua power they were relatives of kane and kanaloa the daughter of hina and olopana kaolana iki pokii cried to go with her brother but mo'o and inia called for her dragon family to make a boat for her and ordered one of the sorcerer dragons to go with her and guard her they called the most beautiful shells of the sea to become the boats for the girl and her attendants they followed the boats to kahanai with one stroke of the paddles the boats passed through the seas around the home of the gods with the second stroke they broke through all the boundaries of the great ocean and with the third dashed into the harbor of old honolulu then known as kao when the boats of kahanai and kaumailiula came to the surf of mamala there was great shouting inland of kao the voices of the eepas of waolani mists and rainbows rested over waolani the many hoonies gathered in great multitudes at the call of kane who had seen the boat approaching the many huni people ran down to lift up the boats belonging to the young chief they made a line from waolani to the sea they lifted up the boats and passed them from hand to hand without any effort shouting with joy while these chiefs were going up to waolani kaomelemele came from hawaii in her cloud boats kane had told the many hoonies to prepare houses quickly for her it was done like the motion of the eye kaomelemele entered the house rested and after a time practiced the hula the chiefs also had houses prepared which they entered the shell boats found difficulty in entering the bay because the other boats were in the way so they turned off to the eastern side of the harbor thus the ancient name of that side was given kaawalua the second harbor or the second landing place in the harbor here they landed very quietly the shell boats became very small and kaolana and her companions took them and hid them in their clothes they went along the beach saw some fish the attendants took them for the girl this gave the name kaolana iki pokii to that place to this day as they went along the dragon friend made the signs of a high chief appear over the girl the red rain and arching bow were over her so the name was given to that place kaoa kokoula blood rain which is the name to this day the dragon changed her body and carried the girl up nuuanu valley very swiftly to the house of kaomelemele the maiden of the golden cloud without the knowledge of kane and the others they heard the hula of kaomelemele soon she felt that someone was outside and looking saw the girl and her friend with the signs of the chief over her so she called is that you o eye of the day o lightning-like eye from kahiki the remembered one coming to me the strong winds have been blowing 
trembling comes into my breast a stranger perhaps is outside a woman whose sign is the fog a stranger and yet my young sister the flower of the divine homeland the wonderful land of the setting sun going down into the deep blue sea you belong to the white ocean of kane you are kaolana ikipokii the daughter of the sunset the woman coming in the mist in the thunder and the flash of lightning quivering in the sky above light falls on the earth below the sign of the chiefess the woman high up in the heavens kaolana ikipokii enter enter here i am those outside heard the call and understood that kao mele mele knew who they were they entered and saw her in all of the beauty of her divine blood they kissed kaolana told how she had come kao mele mele told the dragons to go and stay on the mountain by the broken pali at the head of nuuanu valley so she went to the precipice and became the watchman of that place she was the first dragon on the islands she watched with magic power later mo'o and inea came with many dragons to watch over the islands kao mele mele taught her young sister the different hulas and meles so that they were both alike in their power when the young men heard hula voices in the other houses they thought they would go and see the dancers at the hour of twilight while lani shook as if in an earthquake and there was thunder and lightning the young men and anuanue went to the house and saw the girls dancing and wondered how kaolana had come from the far-off land kaomelemele foretold the future of the young people she told kaolana that she would never marry she told kaolana that she would never marry but should have magic medicine power for all coming days and kahanai should have the power over all customs of priests and sorcerers and knowledge of sacrifices and should be the bosom friend of the medicine goddess she said that they would all go to waipio hawaii kane kanaloa and anuanue approved of her commands kaomele mele sent kaolana to hawaii to tell paliula to come and live with them at waipio and find kahanai once more kaolana hastened to hawaii in her shellboat she called o oh, my red shellboat of the deep blue sea and the black sea come up to me the shellboat appeared on the surface of the sea floating the girl was carried swiftly to hawaii there she found waka and paliula and took them to waipio they lived for a time there then all went to waolani to complete the marriage of kaomelemele and kaomailiula kane sent waka and anuanue for ku and hiile hina and ulupana with mo'o and inia to come to oahu mo'o and inia prepared large ocean-going canoes for the two families but she and her people went in their magic boats mo'o and inia told them they would never return to these lands but should find their future home in hawaii waka went on ku's boat anuanue was with hina ku and his friends looked back the land was almost lost they soon saw nothing until the mountains of oahu appeared before them they landed at hiiia 
on the northern side of Nuuanu precipice went over to Waolani and met all the family who had come before. Before Mo'o and Inea left her land, she changed it, shutting up all the places where her family had lived. She told all her Kapua dragon family to come with her to the place where the gods had gone. Thus, she made the old lands entirely different from any other lands, so that no other person but gods or ghosts could live in them. Then she rose up and to come away. The land was covered with rain clouds, heavy and black. The land disappeared and is now known as the Hidden Land of Kane. She landed on western Oahu at Waialua, so that place became the home of the dragons and it was filled with the dragons from Waialua to Iwa. This was the coming of the dragons to the Hawaiian Islands. At the time of the marriage to Ka'o Mele Mele and Kaumailiula, the beautiful daughter of the sunset came from the island Hawaii, bringing the two trees, Makalei and Makuukau. When she heard the call to the marriage, she came with the trees. Makalei, brought great multitudes of fish from all the ocean to the Ko'olaupoko side of the island, Oahu. The ocean was red with fish. Maku'ukau came to the Nu'u'anu Valley with Kaolana, entered Weilani, and provided plenty of food. The Makalei started to come up from the sea. Kaolani Iki Pokii told the gods and people that there must not be any noise when that great tree came up from the sea, they must hear and remain silent. When the tree began to come to the foot of the pali, the many hunis and iipas were astonished and began to shout with great voice, for they thought this was mighty kapua and kahiki coming to destroy them. When they had shouted, Makalei fell down at the foot of the pali near Kawai Nui and lies there to this day. So this tree never came to Waolani, and the fish were scattered around the island. Kaolana's wrath was very great, and he told Kane and the others to punish these noisy ones, to take them away from this wonderful valley of the gods. He said, No family of these must dwell on Waolani. Thus the fairies and the gnomes were driven away and scattered over the islands. For a long time, the maiden of the golden cloud and her husband, twilight resting in the sky, ruled over all the islands, even to the mysterious lands of the ocean. When death came, they laid aside their human bodies and never made use of them again. But as Makuas or ghost gods, they assumed their divine forms, and in the skies, over the mountains and valleys, they have appeared for hundreds of years, watching over and cheering their descendants. Note. See now article on dragon ghost gods in part two. End of section 16. Recording by John Cairns, Chicago, Illinois.